0: hey there fans of brotherly love wrestling it is i vic delicious Philly own the mecca here it is the real mccoy j justin d exhibit it's your man cd the fallen angel christopher daniels hello boys
1: and girls this is your old friend rj city
2: hey there brotherly love wrestling
0: bill carr here Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Uda. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro
1: wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because
0: you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? No, he said...
2: Welcome everybody to Brotherly Love Wrestling. On the show this week, we have Mister PWI five hundred himself, Big Dust. Dust, welcome to the show.
1: Ew! How are we doing, guys? How, how are y'all doing today? Doing
2: great. That was good.
0: Is that the that was a bird? That was was that a bird call?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's a that's something that was something we call the business, the signature. The signature maneuver, right there.
0: (laughs) So, what's the finish look like?
1: Oh, God, we wait. I'm still, yeah, you'll find out. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure that out myself, to be honest.
0: This was the prelude. I hope by the end of the show, we come up with the finishing maneuver.
1: Yeah, we'll get something. We'll get something.
0: (laughs) All right. So, uh, you 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 explained to us the PWI. the the PWI 500 what got you on the list what what was it what was the did you pay someone off did you did you did you Uh, get
1: it no 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 surprisingly enough did not pay anybody off everybody says I did but I got on it fair and square and uh honest to god I feel like um I feel like in retrospect it took me a while to think about it like kind of like semi-imposter syndrome kind of snuck into my head here and there, but uh, I'm kind of at the point where, like, I did deserve it. I did a lot that year that I got in. I mean, I had an excellent feud with Eric Martin. I had a huge wedding angle that the independent, like, wrestling scene just does not see. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, death matches with Casanova Valentine, and, I mean... We'll see what happens this year with the PWI 500, but I've had a great time being 500. As a matter of fact, right behind me, right here, this is a list of every single PWI 500 that has ever been ever since the conception of the list with old Zeus himself. And I I quit.
0: Hold on. I want to cut you off real quick.
1: Nah, no, you good, baby. How,
0: how surreal does that feel to be in a legitimate, the, like, probably the most legitimate wrestling magazine in all the land? You're number 500, where Zeus, fucking. <laughs> the
1: Hulk most Hulk based Hulk wrestler, Hulk wrestler Hulk ever.
0: Yeah, the Hulk most Hulk was bad
1: badass. Actor. I, uh,
0: I, You're on that I, list.
1: I mean, we're all fans, right? It, it was, and I remember oh. just when I was a fan opening the magazine every year, looking at the 500 list and just like seeing whoever it was and seeing like who made it, who didn't make it, and being kind of invested. So I remember where I was exactly when I found out that I was on the list. I was I was at my place of work and uh, the goons and I have this big group chat and someone just texted me the page that I'm on which has like a picture of me mm-hmm. it's got the picture of me that uh, uh Jay Lee took from the Cassandra Cup and it's 500 little write up and I literally dropped my phone cuz I could not comprehend being on it, and I'm I, I'm so happy that I was on it. It's been it's been a ride.
0: Well, got, like the names that are on that have graced that list mm-hmm. are the who's who of all of like any wrestling. Like you have WWE, wf WCW, New Japan. You have like every fucking wrestler that ever wrestled and meant something was on that list. Was on that oh, list. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's my job to beat the shit out of every single one of them. And you see, I'm getting pretty close right now. Uh, Recently, uh, we just had – first one was Joe Rules, 1997, year I was born. Faced him. He won, but that doesn't matter. I still got my licks in. Um, Shockwave the Robot coming up at ECWA, Night of Strange Matches. Me and him going to duke it out. That's going to be fun. Uh, recently I just had a amazing uh, match with Vinnie Lee Glamrock at a Slamfest in uh Mithlet- PA. Some uh, just nothing town, but had an absolute clinic with him and I'm not going to stop until every single one of these guys are dead and I am the ultimate 500. The only 500
2: I'm looking over your left shoulder, and I see a name that intrigues me. And I'm 2014, Grotto. Like, I mean, I want to see that already. I want to see that match. <laughs> he's been ducking me. He's
1: been ducking me, I tell you. He's got, he's got his fancy little cop show, but he's been ducking me. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows who I'm going to face? It could be Grado. It could be Gino Martino. It could be Donnie Allen. It could even be Zeus. You never
0: know. Put it though? Wait, he's still alive, right?
1: Hey, we got ways. We got ways. Trust me. I, I've, I've got some hookups. All right. I got at some pages.
0: Maybe a reincarnation or a... a yeah. wait. What, what do they do for Prince? What was that called? hi hiro hologram, hologram. Oh, oh, i was, right. was going hier- hi- to say
1: say hieroglyphic
0: <laughs> that's exactly what i was going to say that i knew <laughs> that wasn't right
1: that's not what that is. you
0: got that <laughs> right. maybe maybe we can get a hieroglyphic put together of zeus and you can fight that maybe that
1: maybe i'm i'm looking at all my options right now with the zeus thing cuz i kind of feel like uh looking at the list that's going to be the most difficult one
0: it's like you're going through a video game of uh, just the final boss of Zeus.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like Mortal Kombat where you just play arcade mode and you're just going up the tower until you fight <laughs> Shao Kahn. Except Shao Kahn is just like a dead dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who may have had a career in acting.
1: Uh, he's fantastic in Friday. Love
2: him. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, I do want to still talk a little bit about the goons. Because I, I well, you had Killian on a while ago. It really—it
0: it, it wasn't a while ago, but I, I know
2: it was a while it, ago. It was a while
0: ago, but time doesn't make any sense anymore.
2: <laughs> it doesn't. The thing you with the goons, age,
0: time just doesn't make any sense
2: <laughs> with the goons, and and you. I don't want to say the mouthpiece because everyone in the goons is really good talking, but uh, it seems like you're. You're the, glue the poly that...
0: the poly dangerously, should we call him?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't tell though if that's the right the right comparison.
0: It's not. It's not.
2: <laughs> I'm my own dude.
1: I appreciate the comparison though.
0: I won't say no, I just mean not comparison, like if you were to put like if you were to be like, who would that be? Like the the head, the head oh. mouth, the the not so much ballet, but the the person who it's like the glue.
2: That's what I was gonna say. Holy the glue that kind of keeps keeps the goons together. Yes,
0: it's, I, yeah, the common the common denominator of the goons.
1: The uh, the thing that the fellas have always said is the goons can be at a lot of places, but the constant is usually me. Mm-hmm. It's Usually me or Killian. Like uh, a lot of the other. The great thing about the group is there's a fair amount of us. Uh, there's like a genuine connection there, right? Yeah. But If someone wants to go out and do their own thing, they definitely can. But there's just that constant state of goonness that is like Killian, uh, myself, and uh, now the returning Nelson Bauer. I mean, that's like, that's the three. And like Miles can jump in. uh, A.K. Willis can jump in. E.L. O'Neill can jump in. Play around. Saul Sparza can jump in. It's like, it's a very interesting way the group works, and I—I I mean, those are my best friends. I love them so much.
2: Uh, and now one more thing Joe, before you go, uh, Rod, Rob Radke, it, what what happened? You didn't mention Rob. What happened there? I mean, he's a bitch.
0: Oh man, I well,
1: mean, he's uh, he. He thinks that he's good enough to go on his own without us. And, I mean, kudos to him. Give it a go. But I I don't think he could do it. I I know he can't do it. And I feel – I was mad at first when he wanted to leave us. But now I'm just kind of sad for him. And I – I just hope, I just hope the best for him, you know? Hmm. And I know after all he, after all of his frustrations are let out, and he's sick of not being with his friends, his friends, by the way, y'all got to understand that his friends, he'll come on back to us, and we will welcome him in with open arms. I will personally welcome him back in. Just as long as he apologizes for all of his ridiculousness for the past few months.
0: Hmm. Did he give you a reason why? He
1: just, he felt like it was holding him back. He felt Hmm. like it was holding him back. God God forbid friendship holding you back. Are you joking? No, it's stupid. He's an idiot. Next question. I don't want to talk about (laughs) it.
0: All right, got gotcha. you. So, I mean, are arguably probably the strongest faction in the. In, would you consider yourself? A, let, let's start there. Would you consider yourself a faction? Yes. Yes. All right, I would. So, if you consider yourself a faction, arguably the strongest in all of the independents,
1: in all professional wrestling, absolutely.
0: Whoa, now, that's what a heavy you, statement. I no, think they, uh, uh, no. I, I, I think
1: that there is a conversation to have on why the goons are the best faction, or at least one of the best factions in professional wrestling. Because a lot of guys just wrestle. And wrestling's fine. But personally, I think that a talent, their value can be so much greater if they can put their hands in all these other pots. And that's the best thing about the goons. I mean, a lot of us are very skilled filmmakers, very skilled actors, incredibly skilled editors, designers, producers. Most of us have ran our own shows and not in the way that other people run shows, but actually sitting down, pen and paper, figuring it out, being the money men. That's the best part about the goons is we are... Essentially, a faction of artists as opposed to wrestlers. That's always been my mindset.
0: So you guys hold a lot of value in entertainers.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's what I'd like to think that we're able to bring to a product when you let us in. That trust of, oh, the goons are on the show. We can trust them to give us a good product. And honestly, with most of the places that we work frequently, you can ask them. They We give a good product.
0: You give a very entertaining, it's, it's not wrong to say that when you guys are on a card, any integration really, that you know you're getting something different. Something- I appreciate that. No, you do. And I'm not tooting horns just because you're our guest. I'm pretty sure we said this to Killian as well. It's. It feels good because it feels familiar. It feels mm-hmm. like what we were growing up with because we didn't have the best wrestling in American wrestling. No, not not the mainstream TV wrestling that I was used to. You got a lot of goofy storylines. You got a lot of character, and that's what I loved. I loved characters. Larry's the yeah, same. Yeah, like
1: way. what what faction is going to give you at one point a grueling series of death matches that involve like Casanova Valentine and some dude's backyard that are at one hand, like extremely goofy, but also extremely violent. Then the next week, give you a wedding with like two characters and that culminates in something that, like most people don't even see nowadays. I, and, I don't know if there's many factions that can give you that.
0: But also when you're actually at the show and you're not just doing the side stuff, which you guys are very good at, by the way, all the, the, the side, the promo work, all the, the vignettes, whatever you want to call them. Very good. But when you're actually at a show and you're sitting there live, which we've been to quite a few, mm-hmm. but most recently for fight pro, when you guys are there, the crowd reaction, they know exactly like what you've, like what I've always feared for a good cause you guys get, you get booed. You want to get booed. You get booed for the most part. A lot of, a lot of places you get booed. You're doing your job. My biggest fear is that you, you would somehow find a way to get overly cheered, but you still find a way not to do that everywhere you go. Like, and it doesn't get old because it's always different. There's always a different angle being made. And you do some of the classics. A lot of the classics. You play some classics of, of pure, like, dickheadery of a faction, if you may. Mm-hmm. But you do it differently everywhere you go. And it's – I I mean, it, it's – I love it. Let's put it that way. I just – I will say I love it. It's one of my I, favorite – I appreciate the record. God
1: words. I really do. I really do appreciate the God words. Uh,
2: and <laughs> I, I agree with Joe because, like you said, if Fight Pro was the last place we saw you guys.
0: Speaking of which, hold on, let me cut – how's your neck
2: feeling?
1: Next feeling a, a little bit better, a little bit better. um not sure when this is coming out if I can say whether uh, like what happened exactly, but I got it pretty danged up by an old nemesis of mine that might be named Eric Martin. but um I, it's it's healing. It's a process, you know.
0: Ibuprofen and ice.
1: Yeah, that's all I've been taking. Maybe a little too many ibuprofen, but like, hey, hey, it numbs the pain.
0: I hear THC is great nowadays too. I don't know. They got oh
1: baby, trust me, trust me. I know.
0: I will say this right now. I'm playing Russian roulette. I had an edible about an hour and a half ago, and I do not know (laughs) what. I don't know. I could, I could go blank. I could go really far off topic. I could be fine. We don't know. We're gonna play the game.
1: That's the great that, That's one of the greatest interview moments I've ever had in my goddamn life. <laughs> The podcaster Telling me I took an edible It's off the rails now It's well, up it the face
0: As Triple H told me it's time to play the game I played It's time it. to
2: play the game brother
0: <laughs> So if I go So far off topic just turn my mic Off and let me go
2: <laughs> Absolutely, Joe. We'll get you. you got that, Larry? You I got, got that. it Yep. All I right. have no no problem doing that. <laughs> that's
1: you, he'll be talking to himself, talking to nobody. He'll, he, he'll find his he, way to have He's fun.
2: done that plenty of times. He, familiar <laughs> territory.
0: <laughs> it makes that's why I'm trying. I'm trying to get more people over to the visual audience, like the YouTubes and all that. Like that's what the I'm trying to get bigger into that audience. So if they hear it, they're like, "I got to see this idiot," and that's what I want to be. I want to be the <laughs> idiot. I want to be the idiot that people see. I'm more of a visual presence. I talk with my hands. I go all sorts of crazy. But this right. isn't about me, God damn it, Larry. This show... oh, This show isn't about me. I'm going to let you take it right.
1: That's <laughs> right, Larry. What were you going to ask before Joe rudely interrupted to talk about uh, <laughs> all the edible
2: um, I believe we're talking about Fight Pro and uh, yes. the season finale that we were at the taping for the season finale of Fight Pro. We won't be spoiling anything. We won't bring anything up, but... To Joe's point, before the derailment, watching you guys, uh Killian and Miles in the ring, and then you on the outside, it is like, and I know you didn't want the comparison of Paulie Dangerously, but it is like when you're watching a bloodline is because you're watching what's going on in the ring, you're watching the action, you're watching what the guys are doing as a tag, but you're also watching you, Uh, you're watching how you're interacting with the guys, with the other competitors, the crowd. You're, yes, that with the crowd. with yeah, with the crowd. Your voice is heard, but not enough to take attention away from what they're doing. You're that perfect supplement to go with the match,
0: until it needs to. Uh,
2: yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: of course. Until the focus, until the focus needs to shift to you. It's like a, You watch. It's a build within a build. <laughs> mm-hmm
1: that's always the delicate like tightrope that a lot of managers walk and i um i've had some people come up to me for some goddamn reason and ask me like <laughs> what to do which is still so weird to me but i tell them like i like i can't tell people what the balance is cuz i i feel like everybody has their own voice and they know they should know, like, OK, I'm doing too much at this moment and maybe I should rein it back. That was something that was like instilled in me. And it's probably different for everybody. But it, like as a manager or uh, I, I hate that word, but <laughs> because I, I don't consider myself a manager, I, I consider myself a best friend. I I I'm not an advocate. That's overplayed. <laughs> I'm not this. I, I like. I always appreciate the comparisons that have been made to guys like uh, Paul Bear pool. and like Paul Heyman. But to me, the character to to kind of uh, give away a little bit of it all, like the mindset of mine, my like my character work. Dustin Wilson is a deconstruction of a professional wrestling manager, especially a professional wrestling indie manager where a lot of guys, they come out and they want to do the Paul Paulie dangerously stuff. They want to be the Paul Heyman. They want to grab the mic and introduce him like Paul would with Brock Lesnar. And like, I can do that, but most of my guys are better talkers than me. I think like, I think I'm probably a better bike guy than like two people in the group. And if even like on my best day, like it's, and, and as opposed to being the promo guy, I'm the guy who takes a bunch of stupid stuff. Like I'm the guy who takes crazy bumps, takes like choke slams and, Gets hit with weapons and stuff, and I think you're
0: the, guy, you're the guy that people want to see get beat up, though.
1: Exactly, and it's it, it's it's a lot of that, and I like my place in professional wrestling and my place in the goons very much.
2: So i I knew I knew I was going to ask this question or make this comparison, and when we were first saying it, I it it escaped me, but now I remember what I was going to compare you to because sitting ringside for fight Pro, it hit me watching you when um, and we were we went to shikara a lot before they closed up we were there a lot uh the one thing i saw in you was we were there when stokely hathaway was there and he was running around the ring and when i saw you and the way you were interacting and the way you were commanding attention when you were supposed to that's what I compared you to was a Stokely because I remember seeing Stokely at Chikara in the early days, and it was the same thing. He it, you couldn't help but watch what Stoke did, and watch him contribute to the match, but not take away from the match. But then when he had to, he had his his spotlight.
1: He knew he knew what he had to do.
2: I mean, exactly. Stokely's
1: another great example of guys who like know their place in professional wrestling mm-hmm. and know what they're doing very well. I mean, obviously look at the position he, that he's been in recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a big fan. Cause I was also a Chikara. I was a little Chikara baby growing mm-hmm. up. I like a lot of inspiration from guys like that. Yeah. I, an- another comparison. I very much appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. But yeah, it's, it's guys like that, mm-hmm. that managers in today's, days professional wrestling need to be like Mm
0: -hmm. so i had a follow-up uh in the middle of there so i'm going to bring it back a little bit of course yeah so when you were talking about walking the 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 line the fine line or the tightrope or whatever whatever you want to call it and you were it was instilled in you that you 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 had to know your limit now when working with the goons, will they ever step in when they feel when they feel like you're getting at your limit? Like, will they keep you in check at all? We're
1: always talking to each other. So honestly, yeah. We're always like, that's the thing with working with the goons, because um, well, a lot of them trained me. Killian is basically my second trainer. Uh, he very much and we we keep that conversation, and I'm talking to them. It's like it's communication, and they've definitely stepped in and been like, "Hey, sell down," or like, "Hey, get them," and I do my thing.
0: That's, I mean, that's the part of like that I think is cool. Like, you work with your friends, like you're able to do that, and you're not like the ego has the ego. Well, minus a, a minor hiccup in the in the goons, but the ego really stays in check with the goons. Like everybody, everybody knows like. I wouldn't say their place, because everyone's place is pretty much the same place. There's one goal.
1: I'll I'll ignore that one comment, but uh, continue on.
0: Okay. I think that was pretty much the comment. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, everyone pretty much has their own – like, everyone knows their spot. Everyone's spot is pretty much the same. It's just two workers.
1: Yes, absolutely. Everybody uh, uh, (laughs) – <laughs> Another thing that was instilled in me at a uh, at, as I was getting up and going places was like know your place in wrestling, and if you know your place in wrestling, you'll go where you go. You'll go places.
2: Uh, so I did want to ask: Were you involved, especially I guess the pandemic kind of era of wrestling? Were you involved in a lot of the cinematic, a lot of the presentation when it comes to um, Leapfrog and High Tension? Because Leapfrog into High Tension, I should say. Uh, They did a lot of that more cinematic, more very, very storyline driven stuff. How involved were you in the goons when it came to stuff like that?
0: Um, You had a whole show dedicated to you guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Killian Vision.
1: Uh, still probably one of the greatest things that I've ever done, Mm -hmm. um, which that whole show, um, not to take away any credit from anybody who had worked on that project, a lot of amazing people and literally like some people that I, I, I appreciate so much helped with that project, but like I had the final edit on it. So everything that you saw was like from my hands, putting everything together and placing it, including the, uh, the, the climax with uh, Erica Lee fighting uh, Killian, which I still think is probably the best thing that we've ever done. Um, I think hopefully that will change soon, but (laughs) in in a good way, of course, (laughs) but, but no, I mean, leaf frog was an amazing opportunity for me. It's, Essentially, where I got my start, um, a lot of eyes were on me, and I appreciate that dearly from the high-tension crew. I still work with them to this day. I still appreciate them. Um, Killian Vision was an opportunity. to They gave us a ball, and we said, ooh, let's throw this at the wall a million times and smoke a bunch of pot, and (laughs) I think it came out. An amazing product. And I mean, even before that, when we were talking about, like, pandemic era cinematics, I Mm -hmm. mean, the big goddamn cinematic with uh, me and Killian defending the 1CW Bulletproof Championship. I mean, this, like, we, we were starved creatively and we just had this idea of, like, challenging actors and... Making these essentially short films. and I, I mean, when it comes to cinematics, I've always had the mindset of, we know what a professional wrestling match is. What else can it be? And it could be a lot of things. It can be it could be an action movie. It can be a romance movie. It could be a zombie movie. It could be anything because professional wrestling, is meaningless it's nothing art is nothing it's this big ball of clay that we could just meld into whatever we want
0: now do people get mad at you for that comment i
1: don't don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) i would hope not because it's not degrading to professional wrestling Mm -hmm. i've been a fan all my life it's just It's just professional wrestling, if we want to look at it as an art form, we can use it as a basis to do different things with it, right? Mm -hmm.
0: You're supposed to bend reality in in professional wrestling. Or in any any type of entertainment, really, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, even reality TV bends reality. Because that shit's not our reality. That shit's a Hollywood-produced reality. I mean, yeah. Nothing, nothing is is anything really. If you're looking at it in an entertainment factor, you're just like it
1: does make oh. excellent content, though. My goodness, I've been absolutely <laughs> binging uh, Hell's Kitchen a lot these past few days. I don't know why it's just been popping up in my algorithm. I've just been a big <laughs> fan of it.
0: Yeah, I've been watching Chopped with my wife. We oh, we were Chopped
1: on- is so good. It yeah,
0: it was, it, Food Network. Remember uh, Man vs. Food?
1: Oh, my. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: The the simplest and stupidest. It was so fucking good.
1: Bizarre foods. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you remember that? that? Yeah, that was out there.
1: That little weird bald dude would go out and eat (laughs) sheep brains in the middle of like some Polynesian (laughs) desert or something. Dude, that was the stuff.
0: Dude, imagine what he was on out there. He's oh, he was like, having
1: a great time. Yeah, no doubt. He like, no. He's
0: was, he was probably smoking pe- peyote out there. He probably thought he was yeah. the booth. He probably thought he was <laughs> the lamb about to eat their grains. probably whacked. You would have to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know if I'd eat half the things that he ate. Uh, I don't no, know. Maybe uh, worms. I don't know, though. I'd eat a bug. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would depend on the bug, though, right?
1: Yeah, if, if you cook it right, if you cook anything right, it's pretty – it's going to be good. Are you talking about cooked,
0: a, a cooked bug?
1: Yeah, like a
0: cooked bug. I mean, I could, I'm going to tell you – I'm going to throw this out there. I could probably deep fry any bug and probably eat it. I'd put that out there.
1: Like, like does the the does the juice, like, like the <sighs> ducks and stuff spilling out, does that upset you? Or anybody no, watching
0: no. or listening? Anyone yeah. – well, I mean – them? I don't know. I can't say. I have a very strong stomach, so I don't think that would... I mean, it would probably add flavor, depending on what... I
1: I, I remember as a kid watching The Lion King. I knew it. Let's oh, say that. Uh, yeah, absolutely obsessed. <laughs> I think I tweeted this a while ago, and I just remember... Those bugs that yes. Timon and Pubo were absolutely snacking on. And I've always been like, I want to eat those bugs. <laughs> and I had the an argument one. with my partner, and she was like, I, who would want to eat those bugs? And I was like, everybody wanted to eat the bugs. Everybody did.
0: The blue no one way. The, the caramel looking thing that popped <laughs> out of it. Yes! yes! It looks delicious. They made that, they made that way too good looking. Oh god. It was like, it was torture. And you're a kid, too. You know what it did? It made everyone think like, oh, yo, I eat this big-ass bug. It's going to have some sort of nice gooey shit in it.
1: And it's, it's just nothing. Oh, God. No, what, the
0: just, what the hell was What was the show with the co- chocolate-covered uh, grasshoppers? And he, he thought he was eating like a, a normal candy, and then he all of a sudden bit into a... was that? was It wasn't Family Matters, was
1: it? I've got no clue, brother.
0: It was got in got that no fucking realm. Larry, I'm looking at you because you no, shouldn't
2: this. No, God I damn. am stumped. No way. Larry well, got no clue. You have to Google this.
0: He's no fucking help. All right. No. We'll wait for go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we so, didn't throw enough. I told you food gets brought up and I'm I'm going. That's it. It's so
2: all good. So, so we are talking
0: before this though. Hold on, Larry. Go ahead. Ahead. I'm not talking about. Go ahead. So, so you get it. <laughs> Say you get, like, the medium bag of chips. Say you go to, like, Wawa. You're, <laughs> you're East Coast, right? You know what Wawa is.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, of course. I love
0: Wawa. So the medium, like, say you do, like, a cool cool ranch Dorito or whatever you whatever you prefer. And okay. it's, like, it's kind of like the amount of where you feel bad if you eat the whole bag. Because it is a pretty big bag, and they usually feel pretty good. But yeah. what I usually do is I get to, I'm a quarter left of the bag. I've eaten this much so far. I'm like, oh, I have to finish at this point. Like, it's not, it's pointless to put away a quarter. Like if someone finds that quarter eaten bag of chips, they're like, "Thanks for leaving me fucking nothing." Or like, "Yeah, Shit? it's fucked up." You couldn't just finish these. So now in it's not—it's
1: not proper etiquette.
0: Yeah, exactly. You—you're you, raised right in the. If you're gonna, if you're gonna you. do damage on some chips, you got to finish the whole thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: You, you can't leave the remainders of the master. Are, uh,
1: are you a proponent of like making a little walking taco, like? Cooking oh. up some ground beef and stuff and like putting some seasoning in it. Lettuce, tomato, cool. chop that sucker up, put that in there. You ever done that? The Frito the bag. Best. The, the, the
2: medium sized yeah. Frito bag is the perfect, the perfect one. It's the best. Yeah.
1: It's the best. I remember uh I remember one day getting absolutely I don't want to say I got hammered on the podcast, but I was getting schmoked. Uh <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm really hungry. And I, 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 the situation of, I had like these bags of chips that were like almost like, like a quarter done. <laughs> and I was like, uh, like ground Turkey, bah, 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 cheese, tomato, some lettuce, bam, 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 all right in there. And I was, I was eating good.
0: Yeah, so what do we do, Larry? After the fucking the one what, what was it, Cammy's wedding? We we they made the bright idea of going to Redner's, the food store, and we were all blitz. And, and we, we wanted worked. to
2: make uh, pork roll and cheese sandwiches, is what I believe. Ooh. I think we were doing it like was, pork roll and what,
0: cheese, grilled cheeses or something. Grilled like cheese sandwich. Oh, that sounds yeah. very good. We got like three or four pounds of, of pork roll, a yep. bunch of cheese bunch of bread we didn't so normally had i not been in that shape i would have probably went fancy with the bread and tried to go like i probably would have done like a a kaiser roll i would have done like a ciabatta or some crazy shit like a thick sourdough yeah oh yeah but we just went plain sandwiches and but you get to the point of where you're like i love getting to that point where like what can i eat like that i haven't had either ever or before like i used to do like a monte cristo it was like turkey with fucking uh, jelly in the middle of it. With like the you make like French toast out of the bread, and it's like a the perfect. And you dip yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then you it, do you like make like a bechamel and like
0: drizzle it all over.
1: Nah, it's just like a maple do you know syrup. Do you know what a bechamel is? Do you know no, bechamel
0: is? You got so close to the fucking the the, the camera. <laughs> I need to know now. This it's cheese caramel.
1: sauce. It's a cheese sauce. Is it like a white
0: cheese?
1: No, no. It's, it doesn't matter like what cheese you put in there, but you basically make like a little gravy. Um, mm. You put some flour in the milk. And then as you keep stirring, it develops like this thick sauce. So you can put some cheese in there. And then Ooh. Ooh. people make like a uh, like a Monte Cristo. And then they pour it over it. And I believe it becomes a croque monsieur, some like weird French name it becomes, and uh, that that it's very delicious, very delicious, very like unhealthy.
2: You do like butter and then butter, flour, and maybe even like some like heavy cream, and then yeah, add just, like, to it? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just okay. like that, yeah, just like that, yeah. I've seen good. a bunch of good. a bunch of TikToks of recipes because my algorithm. Oh, I hate
1: food oh my god it makes me Mm -hmm. so mad because they be doing the most wild stuff all the time
2: Mm -hmm. me and uh
1: me and uh other good Saul Esparza just complain about it Mm -hmm. like all the time because it's like just just make it simple just like you're overcomplicating so much stuff yes like when they make the little potatoes and they cut them up diagonally, flip them, and then they cut it up the other way. I'm like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all to make it visually uh, I don't know pleasing for... Uh...
1: Yeah, it does look good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. undoubtedly, but like, I don't know. I'll always just be thinking about the books from Lion
2: King. <laughs> first
0: I like the way to bring it back. I like yeah. it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm good at this. At least I tried.
0: <laughs> All right, Larry. That was our segue to change topic, I think. Okay. Yes, Larry.
2: What
1: was, back... what was it that you're trying to ask?
2: All right. So back, since you brought it back to The Lion King, I'm going to stick with the movie genre. Yeah. So you're into cinematics, obviously. You love doing a lot of the videos and stuff. If you were to take a feud, any feud from the wrestling history that you're a fan of, and you were given this feud, and they said, here... We want you to take this feud, these two wrestlers, and give us a cinematic match. What are the? What is the feud we're looking at that you're making a cinematic match out of?
1: Oh, that's a crazy question. That's <laughs> a ridiculous question. I usually don't like questions like that too much. Not saying that yours is bad. I just always like, you know me. I like wrestling isn't always what I like to talk about. Yes, but like. When I think like a cinematic match being like a big feud ender, I mean, like, the issue is, it's like all the characters on the like, like that wrestling has brought out that would, that should have done cinematics have already done them, right? Like, to me, you started with the find final deletion. Nothing like was like it it was groundbreaking. It was beautiful in Mm -hmm. so many ways. And it was so interesting. And then like, of course, of course the WWE comes along and they just like it up to 11 and make it something ridiculous with like uh, the Boneyard match. And uh, what I think is probably the best cinematic match of all time, the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match. With a yes. Cena and Wyatt, yeah. I mean, like that match is so cool mm-hmm. in so many ways.
0: If I was to cold. like,
1: no, I I completely agree. I completely agree. I, I think was... uh, the Boneyard match is obviously like badass in so mm-hmm. many ways, right? Yeah. I I I've been re rewatching uh, Raw from my childhood, and. Recently, what happened in it was uh, uh, the Stone Cold and Booker T uh, fight in the grocery Mm -hmm. aisle, which made me think that, like, put Stone Cold against anybody in a cinematic and just let them, like, create and have fun. I think you could do so much cool shit with that. Like, maybe do it with the amazing... Uh, Stone Cold and uh, Triple H feud that happened, like Mm -hmm. do something like that. Or um, maybe even like Eddie and Ray, the Dominic stuff, make that a cinematic match that I'm sure like any people that are like two highly creative, highly interesting talents going at it like that, I'd be big in for
0: yeah, like a blood feud, like a blood feud. Yeah, music. exactly. That's perfect for for a cinematic. Someone who like yeah. has gotten to the point, a boiling point, and they're like, "All right, here we go." The Triple H Austin one was, it was interesting that you said because Triple H does not get enough credit for his comedy. I don't think. Oh, it's like hysterical! He, yeah, yeah. When you think of him in DX, obviously comedy was there. But when he was, but when he's by himself, like he, his facial expressions and his his all around work. He could do anything like he could. Literally a,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 one of the greatest of all time. I mean, his timing and everything. I remember watching him as a kid and just being mesmerized every moment.
0: Now, is that something that you aspire to being a renaissance man of professional wrestling, like being able to basically do anything that is asked of you and to be able to do it?
1: I, uh. This isn't a bad thing per se, but I always feel like I'm forced to be in that position if I want to be in wrestling. Because, I mean, um, when I first started, I was training to, like, be a wrestler. And then both of my ACLs were torn. Ooh. And I remember having a conversation with every single one of the fellows who were there just about, and they were like, hey, it's okay to just be a manager. And then from then on, I was like, okay, well, I got to find other things that I can do besides managing. And like, I love managing, but recently I think some of my best work has been doing commentary. I've been doing commentary for, uh, uh flying V fights over in, um, over in Maryland, uh, amazing company, watch it on IWTV and same with, uh, pro wrestling vibe, uh, an amazing, amazing company. And I did uh, some really good work over there with commentary. So I, I pride myself on trying to be a man that can wear many hats.
0: And so far it has worked out in your advantage, I would say. And so, Mr. 500, now what ha- what happens to you if, say, you do have a, a better, when the year ends, you do end up having a better year? You've got to you've got to now expect a higher spot, correct?
1: I I'll talk about it on here. Um, I don't want a higher spot. I want five hundred again, hmm. and I'm doing my best to be five hundred again
2: according so, to your list that has that ever
1: happened it has not happened a okay. single time not one person in the history of the list that has has several former world champions has been number 500 two times in a row hmm. and i think i'm either not on the list or i make history We'll see.
0: Here. Now, does this become, instead of a two year goal, a career goal to go as many 500s as possible?
1: Oh, God, no. If I get it again, I'm quitting. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs>
0: So you were no, the- no,
1: no. Of course, like, we'll see. We'll see where my head's at. But that that's very much where my mindset's at
0: right Would now. it be more impressive to be the permanent 500, though? What, if to, you look back in the history books and all of a sudden from the year 2022 onward, we just saw you at number 500 for 20 years?
1: I mean, if I don't get it, I'm just going to burn the building down. I know where it
2: is.
0: That's also a plan. Well,
2: I mean... I mean- Look, you'd be like Bernie Mac. You'd be Mister Five Hundred instead of Mister Three Thousand. Exactly,
0: exactly. And there's nothing wrong with key, that. No. of Comedy. Yeah. Nothing wrong with yeah. Bernie Mac. I like Bernie yeah. Mac. If he How's anything, he doing? He's dead.
1: Yes, yeah, he is. His, yeah. yeah, he's he's. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah,
0: he's uh, he's been there for a while, but. <laughs> that's horrible we're not why't you, why you make that
1: joke Joe what's wrong with you
0: I don't know if I don't know if I did I don't know if it was
1: supposed,
0: don't know if it was supposed to be a joke but if it landed with someone then, then my job is I will, them, I will leave them laughing them it's my job
2: so I'm gonna uh, wrap up with one last thing and more currently uh, last week on fight pro we had a protest going on a peaceful protest going on and uh we had the goons protesting because of course they wanted to be in the tag division so uh, right now actually on iwtv we're kind of doing a disservice to fight pro as we're (laughs) recording we're not watching but we get to find out what the next step is with the goons and What's going on? The fellas are in a little
1: bit of a predicament. Burn, uh, old Bart, doesn't want to play ball just because Prince Nana was out. And I'll tell you this we have a match, we have an opportunity to be in the tag division, Miles and Killian, as long as we can defeat the Tonys. Okay, and next week on Fight Pro IWTV, we will beat the living shit out of the Tonys, no doubt in my mind. Now, the and Tonys, that's not a
0: spoiler. That's a promise.
2: <laughs> that, absolutely, the Tonys are pretty formidable. I mean, they're they're a pretty good. They team. don't know each other like Miles and Killian. And true.
0: They're yeah. not friends. True. It is a tall and a short task.
1: Absolutely. One's like to four to foot three. To beat the the other's like eight foot five. I One know. One carries around a little drink to the ring. How professional is that? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> All no, right. It's going to be a wonderful show. Everybody should watch Fight Pro on IWTV. They're putting out some really well-produced content. And uh, I think some of the things uh, – that are coming up with the goons are some of the most entertaining stuff that we've made in a while. Uh, It's a very, it's been a very interesting relationship with the company. Um, Us being, as I said, in the beginning of the broadcast artists and them wanting like grapplers or some (laughs) bullshit like that. (laughs) It's been fun. Please stay tuned for what will happen
0: next. All right, I'm going to ruin this, and that is a good thing to end on, but I do want to end on one more. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Right. I want you to finish <laughs> this This better sentence.
2: be good, Joe. This better <laughs> be good. We end it will, perfectly. Right? I mean, will, you, you better stack up. <laughs> it will, it
0: will be. I want you to finish this sentence. The fact that Killian McMurphy isn't on your network television is...
1: A goddamn
0: shame. I agree wholehearted.
1: It's, it's a goddamn shame. Killian McMurphy is one of the greatest professional wrestlers I Sports have ever players. seen of all time. He is an asset to every card that he is a part of, and I love him
0: dearly. Did that did that work for all you? All right.
2: All right. That's acceptable.
0: Was that is a good enough was, question?
2: It was it was good. <laughs> all right, so oh. uh Dust, thank you. Dust, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. It was good talking to you. And uh, hopefully we will be seeing you soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Should I get to plug anything? Absolutely. Yeah,
2: you want to plug something? Let me me
1: plug real quick. Let me plug real quick. Uh, You can follow me on my socials, Twitter. And uh, Instagram on big underscore dust underscore. I'm working on making a Threads account right now just because Twitter's going to shit. Um, <laughs> also, big thing, uh, YouTube.com, uh, Birds on Film, me and Erica Lee's film review series. Please, if you're a fan of any type of film review content, please give that a watch. We're putting out some excellent stuff. Uh, by the time this goes out, I believe we will have released the part one to our two part series retrospective on the Barbie movies in anticipation for the 2023 release of Barbie. We're watching the best Barbie movie and the worst Barbie movie from the VHS era uh, Princess of the Pauper and Fairytopia. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of other content coming out soon a lot of non-wrestling stuff that will be very interesting and as well the list now being 500 continues the one match that is announced right now wink wink mm-hmm. is shockwave the robot versus big dust dusted Wilson at ECWA's night of strange matches it will be an excellent show I'm gonna beat the living shit out of a robot we're gonna have some fun and uh thank you two so much for having me on
2: it's been an absolute blast it's been a pleasure all right Dust. thanks again and uh, have a good night absolutely